Welcome into another edition of the East Idaho Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. Your District 5, District 6 breakdown, week in, week out. Brandon Bainey joined by Sean Kane once again. Sean, you were busy last week competing uh, state tennis over in Boise. Oh, yeah. Uh, we went up and um, you were up there too. I actually texted you because uh, the bus was in, uh, not going straight on the way up. It was It was a wee bit windy, but... We got up Thursday, and actually Thursday afternoon, it was pretty nice. We got a good practice in, and yeah, it was a successful weekend. I was real excited. The weather was nice. We got it all in. It was, uh, I, it's the first time in like five years, I think, we've just had the tournament just run all the way through, no rain or inside or anything. So it was really nice, and they changed some procedures and stuff, and you know, they're kind of like, they're kind of getting with the times, so. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, outside of Thursday, uh, early on in the day, yeah, the weather was beautiful. You couldn't ask for anything better. I was over there for state baseball. You were over there for state tennis. And uh, we've got a lot to get to because <laughs> well, unlike the fall and winter where things are kind of separated, uh, it is all shoehorned into one weekend in, in spring sports. So there's not a hotel free in Boise. You know, <laughs> I remember yeah. one year they did all the sports and it was Boise State graduation on the same weekend. And there's always a, a soccer tournament going on a little little younger kids that weekend, too. And they're like the closest hotel is Oregon. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, uh, our boss at IdahoSports.com, uh, your boss and mine, Paul Kingsbury, is in charge of booking the hotels uh, when us out-of-towners come over to Boise to broadcast. And I think he waited too long um, uh -oh. to, the, to, to the point where the only room that was left that I got was like the like master suite with like the jacuzzi in it. <laughs> and I, I can't the imagine. The honeymoon suite. <laughs> I can't imagine that was cheap. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty Thanks, interesting. Paul. <laughs> yeah it was pretty interesting to say the least okay well let's start with state golf because that took that was the first event uh that finished monday up. yeah that was on monday and the big story from east idaho and this is something we talked about on previous prep cast this year is kellyanne stroud from chalice yeah she Kel has been oh go ahead oh no i just if you talk anyone golf that's the first name kellyanne comes up with any golf coach so pretty amazing out of chalice uh, yeah it's it's been really fun to watch her compete uh, over the course of her high school career uh runaway win uh at the 2a state tournament she shot get this she shot 15 under par and she finished 21 strokes ahead of the second place finisher from ambrose that's just that's, that's unreal when you look at some of the other uh divisions most of the girls were uh plus right they were way above so just for anyone to be under uh over the course of the tournament i think it's just amazing anyways and not just under by a little bit under by a, a lot <laughs> yeah 15 strokes under is incredible and of course uh kellyanne stroud uh announced earlier in the fall uh that she assigned with nebraska she's gonna golf for the Cornhuskers next year in the big 12 how exciting is that i mean it's got to be great their facilities for everything i've i've been to a couple of games there and Man, I, I'm guessing whatever they have for golf is amazing too. So, what a fun town place to be. Um, yeah, she's that should be great experience for her. And she'll be used to golfing in uh, those winter climates, like up in Michigan and Ohio. I mean, it's, <laughs> she's gone through in Idaho, right? Yeah, I yeah um yeah. I guess that like Minnesota is part of their 
conference and stuff. So yeah, there's yeah. some interesting golf courses ahead for her. For sure. So congratulations to Kelly Anstroud from Chalice, uh, the 2A girls golf champion. Uh, all right, let's move on to baseball. That's uh, I was over uh, broadcasting the 3A state tournament at Northwest Nazarene University. They have a beautiful facility there in Nampa. And this was really, you know, Marsh Valley kind of ran away with it. Every single game that they won was by the 10 run rule. They beat Bonners Ferry 13 nothing. Then in the second game, Jason Jones of Marsh Valley throws a no-hitter against Sugar Salem, and they win 10 nothing. And then they win in the championship over Fruitland uh, 12 to 2 via the 10-run rule as well. That that no-hitter that Jason Jones threw in the second game, Sean, he he hit the very first batter of the game. Uh, Ryan Harris from Sugar Salem plunked him right in the back. And after that, he was perfect. 15 up, 15 down. He was a hit batter away from a perfect game. Wow, he uh, yeah, he found the range right. It just adjusted after one apparently, and yeah, and we talked about Marsh Valley uh, a couple weeks ago, and you know it was it was kind of set up, but they, I mean, they were pretty just dominant. It wasn't close really at all for them. Yeah, they went with the strategy of they they used their their number three pitcher on Thursday, their number two pitcher on Friday, and then they had Stanton Howell for the championship on Saturday, which ended up working up out pretty well. And Dylan Dreesen uh, offensively was kind of the catalyst in that championship game victory. He hit an inside the park home run that scored three runs. So it was pretty exciting to watch. So wow, yeah, congrats to Marsh Valley, second title in four years. Second title in three seasons for Marsh Valley. Of course, 2020 was wiped out because of COVID. So congratulations to Coach Kent Howell and the Eagles on their uh, success there. Uh, Sugar Salem was there competing. They, they were not at state last year. They're a program that um, is still trying to find their footing in terms of success. They've never won a state baseball title, but uh, Sugar goes there and, and gets a top four finish. They took uh, fourth in the, uh, the third place game. They lost to um weezer the defending 3a champs the highlight for sugar was on the opening day sean as they were playing snake river it was a pair of east idaho teams battling in that four or five matchup and it came down to the bottom of the seventh and sugar salem was down a run and mac chapel the number nine hitter hits a little bloop into center the snake river center fielder justin ray was back too far couldn't come in and the tying run and the winning run ended up scoring. It was really exciting for the diggers. Yeah, just uh, have a little East Idaho rivalry, rivalry there. They they match up in a lot of other sports too, so that's a pretty exciting game for them. Yeah, and then one day after Snake River, you know, suffers this like crushing loss, they turn around. They're playing Bonner's Ferry in a loser at game, and they are down one nothing in the bottom of the seventh. They are down to their final out. There's a runner at first base, and their number seven hitter Cooper Keller comes up rips it right down the right field line. It is a game-tying RBI triple, sends the game to extras. Then in the bottom of the eighth, there's a runner at second, and uh, Kaysen Fisher, the Snake River catcher, is up, and he hits a pop fly into center. And the Bonners Ferry center fielder, I felt so bad for him, Sean. He's, like, looking up, looking up, just and the, the ball lands, like, five feet to his right. Like, like me in adult league softball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was uh, heartbreaking for Bonners Ferry. The game-winning run scores for oh. Snake River. And, and, and if I'm correct, right, just for other people, baseball is kind of – you can come back and win it, right? You could lose, and then the draw wraps around, or is that just softball? That's only softball. Okay, so only softball, okay. Yep. So, but Snake River did get to Saturday, which was was a big accomplishment. Uh, they ended up losing in the the consolation final to Kimberly. But three A baseball really showed up. East Idaho had three really good teams that were there. Um, 
the next biggest accomplishment from East Idaho came at the 2A level where Firth got all the way to the 2A championship game where they fell to Nampa Christian 8 nothing, which is, you know, that's everybody loses to Nampa Christian. Yeah, they, they've been very dominant in baseball over the years, Nampa Christians. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Firth had a couple of tight wins. Uh, they needed extra innings to beat Wendell in the tournament opener, 6-5. to five, And then they beat Melba 4-2 to two in, a, in a pretty uh, fun semifinal game to, to get to the championship. Uh, Malad was there competing as well. Uh, Malad was on the other side of the bracket. Um, and they had they, they were the only team at state that actually scored against Nampa Christian. They so while Firth was beating Melba in the one semifinal, Nampa Christian was beating Malad nine to three in the other. But Malad can at least look around and go, hey, at least we scored on these guys. They're the, they're the only team, right? They yeah. get their points off them. So <laughs> that's just tough. <laughs> Yep, and then and then Malad comes out and, and wins third over Melba in a one nothing game. So congratulations to Coach Bo Clark and the Dragons for bringing home third place. That was pretty awesome to see as well. Um, and then I think the the team that everybody was most excited to see was Chalice Mackey. Yeah. And 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 they had two Butte County kids on the team this year as well. So it was Chalice Mackey, Butte County, the River Cats. Um, it had been a while since they had been to state, and they got to state. Uh, and they had to play Napa Christian right away. Hey, congrats, guys. Uh, <laughs> First round, we're going to take on the best. <laughs> That's right. Uh, they lose that game seven to nothing, but then they beat St. Mary's in extra innings, nine to six in, in a nine inning game. Um, and then they get to the consolation final against Wendell. It's the second extra innings game in a row for Chalice Mackey. You look at the final score and go 12 to five. How could that be extra as well? It went nine innings and they just, they ran out of pitching at the end, but they, they had a wild ride at state as well. Jeez, uh, well they, they got their money's worth, right? <laughs> <laughs> they sure did. And, and again, uh, in terms of roster size, you know, they're, they're not playing with many, many players. So like everybody, you know, has to step up. Everyone's, and everyone's a pitcher. Everyone's a, you know, I probably play all the positions. <laughs> That's right. For sure. So yeah, congratulations to Chalice Mackey on, on getting back to state for uh, a tournament. Pocatello was there representing East Idaho. Um, they lost their opener to twin falls uh, who got to the championship game. They battled back to play Sandpoint in the consolation final, just kind of ran out of pitching. They lost that game 11 to two Bonneville, was there as well. I forgot to put this in the notes, but bon this was a wild game. Sean Bonneville was playing Columbia in their opener, and uh, we kind of looked at one point as we were broadcasting the 3A tournament and we went, oh, wow, Bonneville's up 6 nothing. What a oh, start. Columbia, Columbia was a, a solid team this year too, right, out of out of Boise. Com yes. Columbia, Middleton, and Bishop Kelly were just pretty dominant, but three really good teams. All really solid teams. So so Bonneville was up 6 nothing, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is a big development. We checked back in like a uh, half an hour later, and I was like, oh, man, it's uh, now it's 6-3. to three. Columbia's cut the lead in half, and literally right as we turned the game on on IdahoSports.com, Columbia came up and hit a grand slam oh, to take, take the lead. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, it was pretty crazy to, to watch. Um, so for Bonneville, you know, their tournament didn't go the way they hoped, but they were very competitive against Columbia in the early going. And then at the 5A level, Highland, Idaho Falls, both there. They both went two and out. Um, Idaho Falls, they had the best pitcher in the tournament, I think, in Merritt Jones. He pitched against Mountain View, the number one seed in the opening round. They lost the game one to nothing. The only run for Mountain View, the guy got on first on a drop third strike, went to second on a ground out um took third on a balk and came home to score the only run of the game on another ground out so wow. <laughs> it's a tough way to lose yeah for idaho falls but super close but yeah man 
Yeah, that's so that's what happened at state baseball, uh, East Idaho, a mixed bag, I would say. Um, and kind of the same thing at softball, you know, for state softball, Malad really carried the torch. They were the defending to a champions. They came in as, as one of the favorites. Um, they beat West Jefferson 12 to four in an all East Idaho championship. And this is how wild this tournament was. West Jefferson lost to St. Mary's earlier in the tournament, came back and beat St. Mary's yeah. in the third place game, six to five. But this game, Sean, in the bottom of the sixth inning, they're playing St. Mary's and the rain is coming down in Orofino and they make the call that, hey, we're going to move the rest of the tournament to Lewiston. We're going to go to Airport okay. Park in Lewiston. So this game is in the bottom of the sixth between St. Mary's and West Jay, and they've got to get on the bus and go drive to drive. Lewiston okay. to, to finish that up. And and obviously, Malad had to as well. That Those final three teams had to kind of pack it up and move as games were in progress. It was a nutty ending for sure. Um, but Malad ends up you know, keeping their focus and um, get, getting a 12-4 to win over West Jay there. So uh, North Fremont was there at State as well. They went one and two. Um, and it was nice to see the Huskies uh, get to state in softball as well. So, yeah, that's uh, in softball. Like again, you said you can come back and win it, but that's crazy that they had to move. I can't imagine, but I mean, I can't imagine we've had to move for for tennis. But like to get your whole team in, and do they let them warm back up then? Or I, I think so. You have okay. to, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Yeah. Know. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting uh, to say the least. Five uh, A state tournament. Highland was there. Thunder Ridge was there. They both went two and out. Uh, 4A state softball. Blackfoot went two and out. Hillcrest went two and out. Pocatello beat Hillcrest eight to four in their opener. Then they lost to Twin Falls, who took third place nine to seven. And then they lost to Lakeland. And so Pocatello went one and two. Um, and then at the 3A state tournament, the ne- the second best run besides Malad and West Jay actually came at the 3A state tournament from South Fremont. They came in as the number seven seed overall. They beat number two seed Marsh Valley four to three in the in the first round. And then Marsh Valley turns around and goes two and out. So they went from the two seed to two and out. South oh, wow. Fremont, meanwhile, finishes fourth overall. Wow. That's, yeah. you know, good for South Fremont, tough for Marsh Valley to go up there and you know, even the seeds are only a number, right? They don't always tell the full story, so that's why you got to play the games and, and and that. So, but nice job by South Fremont. That's a that's just great for them to go up there and compete at that level. Yeah, I will say with the Max Preps rankings, you know, it it looks like the top seed in each classification won the title, um, but it wasn't necessarily like two and three that were there at the end along with them. So uh, still a work in progress, those max preps rankings. But yeah, as long as you get as long as you can get some separation of the you know, maybe the ones and the twos out of the same half, I, I feel like it's definitely a move in the right direction. Well, and, and this is the biggest thing I point to is Malad and St. Mary's were two of the final three teams at the 2A softball tournament. They met in that undefeated game on, on Friday or Saturday morning. Last year with the predetermined bracketing, Malad and St. Mary's played in the first round. Oh. And that was a that was a championship yeah. matchup in the first round. So and that's and we don't want that. I mean, no yeah. no one wants that. So uh, a move in the right direction for sure. Yep. All right, let's go to track and field. The big story from East Idaho, uh, there were a couple, but uh, Pocatello winning the 4A girls title. And, you know, you, you kind of heard murmurings from, from track coaches around the area that like, hey, you know, don't count out Pocatello. You know, I know everyone's looking at Skyline. They've got some great athletes, but Pocatello, uh, kind of the, the the underdog favorite 
which doesn't make sense. But yeah, um, I, I, was, I, I was talking to our coach at Century and, you know, he's like, you know, Preston won boys and girls districts. Pocatello didn't, girls didn't even win districts. And he's like, yeah, they didn't win districts, but don't be surprised if they're the ones at the end, because if you look at those podium pictures on IdahoSports.com, there's two Thunder jerseys in almost every podium picture. Whether the, it's the one or not, there's like two girls, Thunder, Thunder, Thunder on those podiums. And uh, it, it was definitely, uh, there was a lot of uh, red and blue on the podium. Yeah, so it was really nice to see Pocatello uh, win the 4A girls team title, 84 points. Skyline took second with 68, and they really had a lot of the athletes that were winning. Uh, Matea Mangum of Pocatello won the 200-meter dash in 2508, which is a PR. She took second in the 100 to Claire Peterson of Skyline. I believe Claire Peterson went undefeated this year in the 100, and if you can beat Matea Mangum in the 100 – hats off to you i mean that's pretty impressive yeah that must have been a, a just an absolute barn burner to watch that 100 that 100 race at 4a level two really good runners going head to head and uh that would have been extremely fun to watch yeah that would have been uh, must see uh tv for sure so so matea mangum wins the 200 she also ran a leg on Pocatello's four by 200 meter relay team that took first with uh, Haley Buffett and Dita Masik and uh, Kalia Tatum. Uh, Haley Renzello of Pocatello won the 800 in a, in a PR 215.15. Hallie Pearson also won the long jump for Pocatello. And like you said, uh, those were the individual winners, but the depth, right? Pocatello yeah, had a lot of yeah, seconds and thirds. Yeah, there's tons on those thir- on those podiums. And I- I'm not 100% sure, but I. I like do the top five score points in track. Is that how it works? But uh, they, top six, top six. Yeah. They, they, it seemed like they have two on every race and man, it was just, it was, that's tough to beat. And you look at the score and you go, yeah, sometimes the three team district's good. If you get a lot of people, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. So we'll, we'll talk about that uh, <laughs> when we get to tennis and, you know, it's all about who you send to state and representation for sure. Uh, from Skyline, we talked about Claire Peterson won the 100 uh, in 12.03. She also won the 300-meter hurdles. And Neela Roberts is such a phenomenal distance runner for Skyline. She's only a sophomore. Uh, it's going to be so much fun to watch her over her last two years. She wins the 1600 in a sub-five mile, which is impressive. That's good, yeah. On the girls' side, 457.06. Uh, she won the two mile as well at 10 30 63, which also is a very good time in, in the 3200. So, yeah, those are those are so that's it's you know, it's about what I run, but you know, I'm not eligible. So, <laughs> yeah, all right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, you do. Um, for a boys, um, Bishop Kelly ran away with the team race, but some individuals did well. Matthew Thomas of Blackfoot swept the distance races, the 1600 and 3200 meter runs. Sonny Gunn of Pocatello won the 800 meter run. He also ran a leg on that, the medley that's the 200, 200, 400, 800. Uh, he ran that with Eli Northrup, Crew Hales, and Brody Birch, and Tui Edwin of Skyline. Won the shot put at 57 feet, three inches. Second best throw in the state this year. Yeah, <laughs> it was super far. And I, Bruin Fleshman out of Century got second, but that that was a that was a that was a battle there in the shot put. I kept seeing posts about it, and uh, yeah, they're they're not small fellows out there. 
Yeah, and Tui Edwin is going to be an animal on that skyline offensive line next year for football. As yeah, I, I looked at him. I thought, man, he's he's a good football player. I, I, immediately is what I thought. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, what happened. Uh, the, the next biggest story from state track and field, I think, was at the 3A level where Sugar Salem, this was the most dominant win by any team in any of the races, Sugar Salem won the 3A boys title with 141 wow. total points, Sean. And get this, their their longtime coach, Brett Hill, he's coached cross country and track and field at both Firth and now Sugar Salem for the last number of years. That championship was the 50th in his storied career. 50 state, state championships oh between God. cross country and track. How crazy wow. is that? That's, there's probably not anything close to that. I mean, not even, no. you know, they talk about guys with football that have 10 like that's crazy so 50 oh my goodness <laughs> yeah and, and and you go well yeah there's cross country and track but it's like that's still you know people 25 have lo- years of two a year i've I mean, never heard anyone say they wouldn't want just one <laughs> so i mean 50 is just great and you know that's a program those and all those things go together right the, the running um cross country you know a lot of times cross country coaches are the district coaches on the track team so um, that's a year that's a year round gig doing that. So congrats to him and what an impressive stat line. Yeah. Uh, Marlo Herford had a really nice uh, write up on on state track and field that's on the homepage at IdahoSports.com. And in there she talked to Coach Hill and he said, I, I want to keep going. He goes, I feel young. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna keep going, which uh, you know, good luck to everybody else, I guess. That's yeah. crazy. That's you 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 call him up and ask for advice. That's the guy you talk to, you know. Why, why, why come up with stuff when someone already knows, man? So uh, I know in coaching, it's I always like to talk to other people because why, re, why reinvent the wheel? Right. Uh, <laughs> some sometimes the simple path is the the most logical one for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about Sugar Salem's strategy coming into this track meet because Kimberly was the team they were competing with, and Kimberly's got the Bear brothers, Jackson Bear, Gatlin Bear. Jackson is going to go compete in in college. Uh, he's going to be a decathlete at uh, at the SEC at Arkansas, wow. and and Gatlin Bear is only a sophomore. He's already got football offers from Oregon State, Boise State, Utah State. He's got like six or seven division one offers. Those two combined for 76 points for Kimberly. And so sugar Salem said, okay, we don't, we don't have two studs like that. That can go get us nearly 80, 70 pointers. Yeah. We don't have two 80 pointers. (laughs) Yeah. So, so we have to, we have to win by numbers. We have to, we have to place in every event. We need all of our athletes that are here to place. And they did, they, they had in, in terms of the top six, get points. Sugar Salem had at least one point getter in every single event except the triple jump. That's wow. a pretty good strategy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you know, and that and that's good coaching, right? If you know what it's going to take, um, you try to put a plan together, and you know, when you get to state, you, you could have the best plan in the world, and it's still state. So, to have your plan come to fruition at the state level and get all those places, you know, there's so many intangibles. There's so many other racers maybe you haven't even competed against during the course of the year that you didn't anticipate. So to be able to do that is uh, it's it's a credit to the the program and the coaching and and stepping up because it's just it's difficult to pull those things off at state. I, I know. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so, yeah, congrats to Sugar Salem. Boyd Sorensen won the shot put and the discus for Sugar. 
Porter Holt won the 800 uh, in a PR, 158.34. Sugar also won the 4 by 100 relay with Tanner Hawks, Trevin Holman, Jarek Rammel, and Jonas Schulteis on the anchor. Um, Rylan Anderson of Snake River, we talked about him a couple weeks ago yep. uh, from that direct com invite, and I said he's going to be an, uh, an athlete to keep an eye on from Snake River. He won the 400 in 48.80, which is a PR in cooking. Like, that is absolutely cooking. Ooh, yeah, that, that's uh, going. He also won the 300 meter hurdles and ran a leg on Snake River's um, medley uh, relay team, the the 200, 200, 400, 800 uh, medley team, along with Johnny Jones, Cole Gilbert, and Noah Jones. They ended up taking first in that event as well. And Keegan McCraw of Snake River swept the distance races, the 16 and 3200 meter runs from the 3A girls state track and field meet just one winner Kinley Brown of Teton and she's a good three sport athlete she played basketball for Teton this winter as well um, she won the 300 meter hurdles in a time of 4806 all right Sean the 2A meet we had a lot of individual champs um i'm going to i'm going to go through them and you tell me what i'm just going to i'm just going to say it, east idaho is like the 800 mecca yeah right <laughs> like every 800 every division girls boys we're, we're winning it here i i don't know is it in the water i don't but every it seems like eight every 800 is east idaho i'm, and, I'm just that's what i'm noticing <laughs> well and and uh that's been a trend in cross country over the past several years right east idaho has dominated state in cross six, country in the 1600 and where there's a lot of 3200 winners too yeah. from east idaho so it's because nothing's close <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah uh soda spring salmon always oh. really good in in the distance races all right so two a girls Jeanette garbit of soda spring she won the 200 the 400 she also ran the anchor leg on that one one two four medley relay team with hannah evans brooklyn kemp and aspen christensen uh taya Gaines of soda springs won the pole vault west side had two uh distance champions joanna ebert in the 800 uh, in a pr 22304 aubrey barzi won the 1600 meter run uh, in a pr 51795 uh elise kelsey of bear lake won the 3200 so there's that sweep that east idaho yep. sweep right yeah. west side west side bear lake uh elise kelsey wins the 3200 meter run uh liliana ortiz is such a fun athlete to watch she's a great hurdler she won the 100 meter hurdles in a pr 1575 um she also ran a leg on the aberdeen's first place four by one championship team with courtney phillips emerita carrillo and and yasmin ortiz uh those names will all be familiar to to girls basketball fans they were all on that basketball team that got all the way to the 2a state championship uh this past winter so it's nice to see that Oakley Hebden of Malad won the 300 meter hurdles. Tara Butler of Firth won the high jump. Firth also won the four by four relay with Olivia Christensen, Bailey Johnson, Kinsey Nielsen, and Addison Trent. Trent also won the long jump and Lizzie Nelson of Salmon won the shot put. So the question is, well, how did Melba win the team title? Well, it's because everybody from East Idaho all beat up on each other and stole the points, right? Yeah, just very a lot of um, it's just kind of all over the place. And so if you had a concentrated little sector, you that's probably how Melba won. But yeah, but that's that's great to see the diversity and all the different um schools in East Idaho just competing and showing up. And uh yeah, that's just really neat in the two A level, just all just a ton of different winners and yeah, really fun. Yep. 2A boys, Danny Simmons from Salmon wins the 3,200-meter run in a PR of 90504. He is only a sophomore. It's going to be fun to watch fast. him. Yes, he he is uh, he's in the Simmons 
name, of course, in Salmon. They're, they're an ace uh, distance running family. He, he's got two more years. Soda Springs won the four by 200 meter relay with Andrew Walker, Dawson Martinson, Gary McEwen, and Preston Mon. Uh, Brody Beck of Aberdeen won the pole vault. And then look at this high jump. Christian Bush from Bear Lake and Joe Reber from Melba both okay. cleared. They they both cleared six foot ten. Nobody wow. else in the entire state came Got close that. to that. And I've seen um, Reber slam dunk a few yeah. <laughs> at state basketball. He can jump for sure. Wow. <laughs> the, yeah, get this. I know we don't talk about Melba too much on this East Idaho prep guys, but this was Reber's first year competing in track. And just by being a good athlete, he won the 100. I think he took second in the 200 and, and took second in the high jump. It, it came down to prior attempts, as it does sometimes oh, in the okay. high jump, right? If, yeah. if two guys clear 6'10", Bush did it in, in fewer attempts or had fewer scratches, fouls along the way. So uh christian push six foot ten from bear lake oh, wow, wow. All, right. all right that's i see i see you christian bush that's whole he'll, he'll be on the basketball team next next winter probably yeah jumping that high yeah get this guy signed up um all right 5a meet uh on the girls side abby hancock of rigby wins the 100 200 and the long jump, I'll admit, Sean, uh, she wasn't really on my radar as I was kind of looking at, you know, state preview and who could who could do well. And uh, that's my bad um, because Abby Hancock of Rigby was the only triple winner from the 5A girls state meet. Yeah. And those are three very distinct kind of um, categories where usually there's, you know, especially at 5A, it's usually not one person that wins them all. So that's kind of like the triple crown of track, really. I mean, I, I that's pretty amazing. Um, rigby always has a great uh, just a great track team so i know they have like 200 kids come out for track but what what a what a great performance from abby hancock to to get all three of those so i'm sure yeah. she was tired on the bus ride home <laughs> yeah she earned it no <laughs> doubt um addison sylvester of rigby won the high jump and brinley wild of idaho falls won the 100 meter hurdles in a pr 15 43 5A boys side, there were two individual champions. Uh, Jacob Van Orden of Highland has kind of been the clubhouse leader in the 800 all year. Sets a PR at the last meet of the year, 153.71 in the 800. That is flying. Wow. It's just, that's, it's, it's kind of his race, right? I, I mean, that, that's super quick. And um, what, a, what a great job by him. And uh, I, you know, all the coaches, I, I know a lot of those coaches, and they, they just speak so highly of Jacob and how he's, just a great kid, good athlete, and just a good person, and kind of all that mixed together is what you want on your on your team and as, as a player and runner. Yep, uh, Elijah Johnson of Thunder Ridge also won the long jump, twenty one feet seven and a half inches. And you know when you talk about Thunder Ridge, it was really a bummer. Uh, Teo Johnson is such a good long jumper, and he's great in the sprints, um, but just was was banged up a little bit, and, and injuries kind of got got to him um so it was a bummer that we didn't get to see teo johnson from from thunder ridge um at full strength um because i think he he and elijah johnson in the long jump would have been fascinating to watch yeah they they each i think won a couple different you know went back and forth during the season so i think they would have been um really fun to go against each other at the end and as a coach you like it because you win no matter what so i mean <laughs> why not Right. Um, okay. The next big story uh, in track came at the 1A meet, Sean. Check this out. Grace 
God. wins their first track and field championship since 1958. And they do wow. it by they do it by half a point over well, Lighthouse Christian. 71 points for Grace, 70.5 for the Lions of Lighthouse Christian. It doesn't get any closer than that. Oh no. And good job on this on the stat team to find the 50 years ago had to <laughs> blow off the dust on the record books to figure that out. But wow, when you're at the when you and then you and then you know like both coaches are running the 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 numbers in their head and uh i mean the excitement just must have been unreal for grace to just get that title and you know you know hard for lighthouse christian but wow congrats to grace that is so awesome and again all the credit goes to marlo herford and that state track and field write-up she had the oh. stat where uh first title since 1958 for grace which is incredible and really you know they, they got some big-time performances from Cole Wilkerson. He, sw he swept the distance races. He won the 800, the 1600, and the 3200. I don't know if people that aren't like glued into track and field realize how difficult that is. It is almost impossible to win all three of those distance races. I mean, it's, they're the longest ones, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just difficult. You know, usually you, someone can perform really well on one and then it's kind of like, then you've got another guy that's all, maybe all they do is a 1600 and you've already done a race. So, um, to be able to come up and, and win it all like that is, it's just a testament to probably the training that it takes to run those races. Yeah. And then he also ran the, so if, if the eight, the 16 and the 32 wasn't enough for Cole Wilkerson. He ran the anchor leg on that, on that distance medley, that 200, 200, 400, 800. So he ran the 800, the anchor leg on that, the, on that medley relay. Leg. Yes. Um, and they took first place in that event as well with uh, Braden Kimball, Dallin Draper, Kate Johnson, and of course, Cole Wilkerson. So oh, we, we talked about Abby Hancock being tired on the bus home. <laughs> Boy, Cole Wilkerson from grace. I hope they took him to Olive Garden or Cheesecake Factory. You know, he, he earned it while you're up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you're uh, when you're competing in the big city, right? You got to take oh, advantage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Joshua Smith of Grace swept the hurdles races, the 110 and the 300. That is also very difficult to do. Usually, you're good at one and kind of good at the other, and so for him to to sweep was pretty impressive. Butte County had a nice showing. Porter Taylor swept the throws, the shot put in the discus. Uh, best name of the weekend rebel beard from butte county wins the pole vault and uh, <laughs> yes. foot, football fans will recognize that name um and then speaking of football fans uh teague matthews of rockland wins the high jump clearing six foot two that is a pr and he's another guy that can dunk it in basketball he can go up and get the jump ball in football as a wide receiver he's a good three-sport athlete for rockland yeah rockland boys had a had just a great year overall for all sports really didn't they yes <laughs> deep running football basketball champs showing up yeah. at state track i'd say so uh 1a girls adelaide wilson of rockland won the 800 in a pr and megan moore of mackey won the shot put and she's an awesome basketball player as well she's kind of like the center on Mackey's team she she plays down low in the post and uh ends up winning the 1a shot put competition so congratulations to all of our east idaho track and field athletes yeah. and, and and those teams that were able to come away with hardware as well sugar salem boys grace girls and um the pocatello girls what yeah. a weekend yeah just great great job by everyone and I, you know, it just, it takes a lot of work to do all that track. So hats off to all those coaches and, you know, parents and fans that help those kids get where they need to be.
for sure. All right, Sean, I saved state tennis for last because this is kind of your wheelhouse. You wrote that really awesome recap for us of what happened at, at state tennis over the weekend. And that well, is could have been it could have been a little better, but you know. <laughs> well, yes, for I, can't, you. I can't make it up. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not it's not fiction, right? It's uh you have to write what actually happened. And, yeah, all right. Yeah, that, that and again, that's on the homepage at idahosports.com. You should definitely go check it out. Sean did a great job there. So let, let's talk about um, what happened uh, at the 4A meet. I feel like that's where there was the most significant happenings for East Idaho athletes. 5A, it's so tough, right? Because uh, Yeah, well, 5A, yeah, 5A um, you know, really, it's just tough. Boise gets nine reps, and uh, there was Cassie Stoddard out of Highland. She made it to the semifinal and, and lost and then didn't place. And um, same with the mixed team from Highland. They made it to the semifinal but didn't place. But, yeah, it's tough. It's tough sledding and in Boise for the 5A and in the 4A um you know i it was it was BK's lose and they didn't lose <laughs> so for on the girls side bishop kelly had bishop kelly versus bishop kelly in the girls singles final miranda austin going back to back um her older brother went four times in a row um <laughs> noah austin and and you know and i've 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 gotten to know the family the dad and everyone so um congrats to them they're they're hard working family and and john armstrong out of uh bishop kelly you know the girl the girls the girls uh was kind of wrapped up but it wasn't totally wrapped up you had berkeley olson and nicole train train out of hillcrest that beat bk in um the girls doubles final so uh Bro berkeley olson was with her sister last year and they won girls doubles and Nicole played mixed and won mixed with uh, her partner. Um, they combined this year to go against um, it says Catherine and she goes by KK and Stella and uh, uh, KK played mixed last year and was runner up. And I believe Stella played uh, doubles as well, but they combined. So you had two, two new teams, both had a lot of experience and, and that was a good final. That was a close one. Um, uh, six, four, seven, five, or seven, five, six, four. So that was a really, really uh, good matchup there on on there and but then in like I said, the girls' final was uh, singles was BK BK and then mixed was Middleton versus Valley View. Um, but so that was kind of wrapped up uh, pretty well. We Pocatello High School had a couple girls doubles, but the, uh, they only got one win on the boys' side. Now on the boys' side, it was mm -hmm. it was uh it was anyone's win. I knew that all year. Um, uh, and, uh, and we talked and we've talked about this, we beat this to death, but kind of game down to how many people you had and Wood River had their whole team there and they won the boys championship without winning a championship. And that very, very rarely occurs in tennis to win the championship. You've got to have someone usually win to get enough points, but they just had enough points scattered over led by a really good doubles team, um, of Jake and Gus out of Wood River. They took second to Bonneville and, um, I, I, you know, I knew bought this Bonneville team. I, my team, um, beat them last year to go to the placing, but I, I knew these Bonneville guys all year and, uh, had talked to them and I, and I kind of thought they were the favorite and they, they had, they had a, they had a couple rough matches. They had a three setter versus a uh, sand point in the semifinals and a little chink in the armor, but they went to that final and they just took it to Wood River and were, and were, uh, just, it was a really good match for them. And, um, uh, congrats to that Bonneville team of Dawson Belknap and 
uh, Jameson Lemon and just two really nice guys that worked really hard over a couple of years to get that championship. And I think the whole city of Idaho Falls was there because there that was probably the most cheering after someone won a championship. They that was they're kind of I mean, there might have been a cowbell. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was pretty exciting. But the boys doubles finals is always you know they're kind of uh, you know there's a lot of uh, trash talking kind of stuff going on and it's always kind of the most fun to watch and. Um, but then on the boys' side, you know, we had Daniel McGee from Century was the only freshman in the draw, the only ninth grader. Um, he made it all the way to the final. That was kind of what we were hoping for um, all year that he could do that, and he was able to do it. And uh, you know, he the score won't show it, but he had a really good um, match against Noah Nielsen from Ridgeview, who was the runner-up last year, and Noah just got better from last year. He looks like a running back. His legs are about as big as tree chunks. Um, super nice kid. And he just played really well. And uh, I think Noah Nelson went like 20-something and oh, He didn't lose a match all year. So uh, he he deserved it. He worked hard and it was good. But it was really nice to see Daniel get there and help uh, the Century Boys get fourth. Um, so they did, uh, you know, if we would have had one more really good team, we'd have been right in there. There's only 10-point difference. So, but it was good. You know, Daniel, Daniel is... Uh, he played varsity soccer. He played freshman basketball. He played uh, varsity golf and tennis at the same time. Um, he uh, he he was a 4.0 student. He won like freshman academic in school things. So Daniel is a uh, as uh, a really good freshman. He's just a really good athlete. Um, he also he's also into skiing too. Like maybe being on like a professional skiing team too. So because he didn't have enough free time. <laughs> um please yeah. do one more thing but yeah daniel uh daniel mcgee was awesome and uh uh he just he just had a fun he had a you know for a night you would never kind of think he was a ninth grader for all the stuff he does and uh um, really just kind of led the team so it was it was nice for me to be a part of that and you know every this was my 17th year of coaching high school tennis and every time i kind of think oh maybe i'm ready to hang it up i it's hard because just when you get it like a freshman like that you're just like excited and I feel like the what the Sugar Salem guy. It's just you get really excited, you know. We're in, we're driving in SUVs and they're playing the the rap music. I don't like, but you know what? I got into it and it was a lot of fun. So uh, they handled the Bluetooth. You know, it wasn't my my stuff, but uh, just to have them all have fun and going up there and that experience. And I'm sure all the teams track soft baseball. You get that and going up and having that state experience is is something. Uh, it's pretty exciting. So you know, yeah. congrats to all the tennis players and. Yeah, it was fun. Four more years, right, Sean? Oh, uh, you, know, you got to stay until I until I graduate. And I'm like, oh yeah. boy, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> no. But they're all great, and um, it's just it's fun. And then you get to see what they do after and all that, and become doctors, and they have kids, and it's crazy. <laughs> yes, it's, it's crazy. The road coaching takes you down, and it becomes it becomes way more than than coaching. I, I've sat in some interviews for coaches and they're like, you know, if you had to say what was the coolest thing about coaching, you think initially it'd be like winning a championship. Right. But I think about writing letters of recommendation for kids to get into um, medical school and how cool that is or writing. I don't have to log into some NCAA thing to write this letter of recommendation this week. And uh, just all these weird things I have to do and how neat that is and to be a part of it. So that's, that's what I would say if I was on an interview. <laughs> yes. Well, and you're, you're secretly kind of one of the gems of coaching in, in East Idaho. Um, when it comes, when it, I'm not, and not just for tennis. I mean, in tennis, you're, you're, 
like the best and you're, you're modest. I know, but you've won a lot of championships, but in terms of overall coaching as well, I think you're a, you're a little bit of a hidden gem over here. In oh, We're glad to have you. Yeah. I, yeah. I like it. I like talking to all the other coaches and, um, you know, we're just, we're just trying to be competitive here in East Idaho. We're just, we're just trying to do our best. And you can see that from football to everything at East Idaho, you know, sometimes on paper, you wouldn't think we'd be able to go and compete in other places around the state. We do. And that's a, that's a credit to all the coaches and the parents and people that come out there and, uh, support these kids and, uh, you know, get them to work out and all that stuff. Cause we can't do it alone. And so my hat's off to all, everyone who, um, is involved in our East Idaho athletes. And I mean, looking at this list, we got to go over today. It's, it's a pretty amazing. Anytime we're pumping out as many names as we can, that that's a win on, on the prep cast because there were so many great performances. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a wrap on spring sports. That is a wrap on the school year as well but Sean, i don't have to go to work now thanks brandon write that I, down and email it to me uh, yeah I'll, <laughs> yeah i'll give you a note that you're excused from class for the rest of the year um so the big question everybody has is you know what's what's going to happen to the podcast if there's no sports to talk about and the answer to that is is we're going to continue to be here during the summer and we're we're going to step into maybe some interviews we're going to like bring on some coaches nice. and some athletes and get to know these uh, coaches and players as people a little bit better. Um, so that's what we're going to do in the off season. We're going to c- take a week off and then we'll come back and start coming in with these off season interviews. I've already got uh, a couple that I want to reach out to in East Idaho, nice. Sean. So great. Um, if you're willing, um, I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's hop on and interview some people uh, right away. First guest. And I'm going to lean on you for this. Cause you work at century Isaiah Harwell. <laughs> I got, that's great. I got, I got to really meet him this weekend. He was on the bus with us, and I hung out with him, um, Bruin Fleshman, and Nash Harding, which those three guys together, I mean, we could do a show on it. A yeah. Sitcom. I, write that down. I want the rights. But those three guys together, oh, my gosh. What a goofy. <laughs> and uh, it was really cool. He he went up and did track, and I, I we won't get into it if we're going to talk to him, but it was kind of – he was like – he was hard for him to see people better than him. Like, I can't remember what race he ran, but there's a kid from BK who's amazing at that race. And he's like, wow. All right. <laughs> so he, he learned a lot going and doing track. It was, it was cool. It's, so, it was, yeah, the kid from BK was probably James Onanibos. He, he's going to Arizona to yeah, run he, track for the Wildcats. So yeah, major league. I'm pretty sure that is. Yeah. But yeah. he went up against them and you know, you it's hard. You forget Isaiah is only like 15 <laughs> when you're with them, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that that's one uh, I want to I want to work on um, for sure, and uh, stay tuned to find okay. out who else we're going to bring on as guests here over the off season. So, Sean, as always, thanks for hopping on and doing this. We Absolutely, really appreciate yeah. it. All right, and thanks to everybody who tuned in. We'll see you back here in two weeks for an off season edition of the East Idaho Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. <laughs>